Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Our Guest Is, presented by My East Coast Experience Media in partnership with RBC. Our Guest Is introduces us to a resilient group of people, typically called immigrants, but probably better described as entrepreneurs, community builders, and survivors. In each episode, we'll hear in their own words all about their journey to Canada's East Coast. Today, our guest is Vanita Savani, Regional President of RBC in Atlantic Canada. Hi, Vanita. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. My pleasure. So I wanted to just give a short bio. So you have a Bachelor of Commerce from U of T and an MBA from the Schulich School of Business, which is a pretty major accomplishment. And you also uh, are a big believer in giving back to the community, in which we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, And you've been with RBC since 1997. That's correct. Yeah, that's amazing. So I guess I want to start by talking about your family's journey to Canada and how that affected your journey, um, you know, growing up in Ontario and and now coming to Canada's East Coast. Yeah, absolutely, Natalie. So uh, my family's journey to Canada started about almost 50 years ago. And uh, it's when my father first decided to come to the United States. Um, And at the time, he required sponsorship. And so he came as a student with the intent to pursue a better education and with the hopes of creating a better quality of life for his family. Um, And so at the time when he came, he first immigrated to San Francisco and he had left my mother, my older brother and my older sister behind, which was which was really tough. Um, And when he got to San Francisco, uh, I think it's an amazing story. He had only eight dollars in his pocket. And he had an address of an individual that was uh, that he was supposed to go to that would help him sort of navigate and get settled in. Well, when he landed in San Francisco, uh, unfortunately, that individual was nowhere to be found. Oh and so it was a bit of a challenge. And uh, he's an optimist, so um, you know he described the journey as a great way to learn and to explore. Um, but it certainly had his challenges. And so from San Francisco. He shortly after moved to Chicago where he knew that there was other friends and some extended family that had immigrated over time. So joined a group of bachelors. They were all kind of at the same point in their life and they were all sort of managing college uh, and uh, and work um, at the time. And then um, and they had some great stories to tell. I mean, back then, about, you know, 50 years ago, uh, a lot of the cultural amenities that we have today didn't exist back then. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I love some of his stories around um, how they got creative around cooking and so how they used certain things that were available and sort of, uh, you know, uh, made made do with what they had. So, uh, and then shortly after that, my mother arrived. Um, and again, it was tough for her because she had to leave my brother and sister behind. Mm-hmm. Um, what brought them to Canada though was the inability to get a green card at the time. And there's a lot to unpack in that story, but uh, essentially they uh, ended up in Canada because they weren't able to stay in the US. Uh, in hindsight, my parents would say it's the, the best thing that they ever had, uh, that ever happened to them. And uh, when they got to Canada, it was a challenge. It took a little bit of time to adjust um, but they settled in they made connections um, and then uh, my uh, my father went back to bring my uh, my brother and sister back and I was born around that time I imagine your dad has a lot of good stories yeah. about those times <laughs> I mean does he talk to you about those days really in, in debate I'm just thinking about like my own dad was you know yeah. in the Navy and sometimes over the last, you know, 40 years of my life, uh, he'll pepper in, you know, some of those Navy stories, yeah. right, that are really spicy. Do you, yeah. Like, does, does your dad ever kind of reveal any 
spicy stories about oh, his time in the certainly States. they do. And uh, he's had a group of friends and they've all, all sort of dispersed. And so, you know, you hear stories about them and, and his reflection about, you know, where what they're doing today, you know, what their mm -hmm. kids are doing and how they've connected or how they've stayed connected over the years. Uh, but then he tags that on with a little bit of a funny story of what they did. And cooking is always a good one, right? Like he'll speak to the fact that, you know, Again, they had to get creative, and so they had to divide up chores between the group of, you know, um, uh, students that were there, and uh, they would do sort of pseudo Indian cuisine, and okay. there was jokes about pea soup as opposed to dal, which is lentils, right? and yeah. so I, it sounds kind of like, hmm, but it was actually quite a funny story when you think about all the ways um, that they learned to accommodate. The funny stories always tie in with a reflection on sort of resiliency yeah. and adaptation, which I think is really neat. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. I mean, that that calls back to that resilient word, right? Yeah. Resiliency of being new somewhere and, and having to think outside the box yeah. in more ways than one, more ways than just, you know, food, really. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were born and raised in Ontario. Correct. And now you find the East Coast is your home because of your work with RBC. So yeah. what did you know about Atlantic Canada, you know, from living in Ontario? What did, had you ever been here before and what did you think before you moved here? So I'd been here a number of times uh, on business and, uh, you know, interestingly enough, like many, many people, we had plans prior to COVID to come out as a family uh, vacation and that, that didn't happen and this opportunity presented itself. Um, there is uh, so much to be said about Atlantic Canadian by individuals who don't live in Atlantic Canada. And basically the sentiment is that it is an amazing place mm -hmm. to live, work and play is the best way that I can describe it. People talk about the culture, um, the culture of community, uh, which has really resonated with us. They talk about how friendly people they are, uh, how welcoming they are, um, but they also talk about the, the natural beauty, mm -hmm. um, you know, the proximity to the ocean and to water and just all the adventures that you can have out here. Um, it, it's interesting, while work brought us here, you know, our reflection, and we kind of joke about it sometimes to say that if we had come 10 years ago, we probably never would have left, but certainly grateful to have the opportunity to be here today. And you have two teenage sons, uh, obviously not born in Atlanta, Canada. They were yeah. born in Ontario. So, uh, you know, being a teenager uh, in Atlanta, Canada, I mean, what's so what's been their East Coast experience, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And so we, we did come a, a year ago and our transition happened through the summer when uh, there was a lot of lockdowns mm -hmm. on. And I, we probably spent, uh, I think I counted about six weeks in quarantine through the summer. <laughs> so With two teenage boys, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> um, but you know what, um, as you would expect, it was a bit of an adjustment early days. Um, and you know, they had moments where uh, they loved it, then they had moments where it felt challenging because it is tough to immerse yourself in a new community, especially when you've spent your entire life outside of that community. Mm -hmm. And then the challenges of being able to interact and socialize given you know the, the pandemic and everything that we were going through. Um, what's been amazing though, I'll have to reflect on a couple of things. One of the things that they said to me early days when we first got here is they said, wow, you know, it's kind of cool how you step into an elevator and people look at you, they acknowledge you, they say hello, they ask how, yeah, mm -hmm. they ask you how you're doing. And he said, they said, you walk down the street and it's the same thing. And they almost compared it to, um, you know, a very sort of simple analogy to say, it, it felt like in Ontario when we left, people tend to look down and here people tend to look up. And so you just feel engaged in a very different way. Um, today, they would say that they're very happy to be here. Um, my older son is at Dalhousie, just finished awesome. his first year in the Commerce Co-op 
co-op program, has wonderful things to say about the school uh, and the community, and of course, living downtown. Mm -hmm. And uh, my older, my younger son uh, just finished grade 10 at Sacred Heart. And uh, again, took a little while, but now uh, they are fully immersed in the community and very happy as we all are to be here. Excellent, and I, with your son, your oldest son, going into <coughs> commerce, he must be looking up to you in a way of, of you know your journey and your career, which is amazing. Um, you know, you really kind of, as a female, and then not only that, but um, you know, as a woman of color, to, mm -hmm. to go through that glass ceiling like smash, 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 right? It's with mm -hmm. RBC, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And what what we really appreciate about you, you know, and especially since you just really moved to the East Coast is that you're really giving back to the community. And we see that with, you know, your work with My East Coast Experience, but also um, you're on the board of directors of the QE2 Foundation and Halifax yeah. Partnership. So why is it important to you to give back to the community where you live? Maybe I'll take it back a little bit to the journey of my parents. Mm -hmm. And so when I reflect on the things that they taught us, um, you know, when they came to Canada and uh, the way that we brought up, they were very grateful for the opportunity. And um, they always raised us with a sense of that gratitude. And that gratitude also uh, translated into a real message for us around paying it forward. Mm. Um, you know, when they came, um, at, they came at a time in the time that we grew up in Ontario, a lot of the cultural amenities weren't available that are there today. And so embracing Canadian culture, embracing the community and giving back to the community were really important themes for us. Uh, my parents have both continued through their retirement to volunteer, which I think is really important and really sets a great example. Uh, to me, um, having that upbringing, um, is really, really important. And I think that's what um, makes it that much more important for me to make sure that I'm giving back to the community. And you mentioned the the positions on the board. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I take, uh, you know, those are really, really important to me. And they're great opportunities to give back. But there's many other ways to give back. And so some of the things that we do um, through RBC as well is participate in things like the Most Inspiring Immigrants Advisory Board. Uh, I try to spend my time engaging in conversations with the business community. Uh, and there's lo lots of opportunities to do that on multiple topics. Uh, immigration is a really big one. Uh, we talk about talent today. We talk about climate strategy. So um, I think those pieces are really important, but also the local community level events are really important. And so, you know, when we have the opportunity, I think the IWK fundraiser that we had a little while ago, it was a hockey tournament, uh, was a great way to sort of do that and to, uh, to give back to the community, but to also engage community members uh, as we do that. So, um, I think there's lots of opportunities to do that, and I think we should all take part in doing that. It really is important to both me, uh, RBC, uh, and my family as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we talked about, you know, the importance and why you feel it's important to give back to the community yourself. And, you know, you mentioned most inspiring immigrants in Atlanta, Canada, and you spoke at the last, uh, you know, the 2022 gala, which was, you know, amazing, inspiring, yeah. you know, a thank you for doing that. Um, so. Why do you think RBC finds it important to be a part of an uh, initiative like uh, Most Inspiring Immigrants? Yeah, well, I, I think there's, you know, I, there's many things, but I'll, I'll maybe start by saying uh, when we step back and we reflect on um, the economic growth and business growth, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot written about it and there's a lot of ongoing dialogue about the importance of bringing newcomers into the country mm -hmm. um, and how important they are from an economic and a business growth perspective. Um, but also when you think about it, um, it's such a wonderful opportunity to bring different cultures, to bring different perspectives and to really bring that diversity of thought to the table. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as we have new newcomers come to the country, uh, they come, they bring their families. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of opportunity when you think about how they impact the, econom the, the economy sort of full 360. 
Uh, when we think about our role uh, as RBC and why it's important to us, um, you know, many of those same factors come into play. Uh, talent is one that's really important to us. When I think about talent and the number of individuals that we bring in uh, from the newcomer co uh, community, over the last year I've had an opportunity to visit almost all of our 100 plus branches in Atlantic Canada. And it has been amazing to see the number of individuals that we're bringing into our organization that are newcomers. Mm -hmm. And the benefit from that perspective is that, again, it's back to that diversity of thought and that sharing of cultures. So from talent perspective, um, it's really, really important. If we think about some of the data points um, to build on some of my comments around, you know, in, in the last year, we had about 40,000 new residents uh, into Atlantic Canada, and just under 50% of those were net newcomers into the region. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that number um, and the impact that that number is having, especially at a time when we were going through the pandemic, mm -hmm. it's really, really important. But then you break that down a little bit and you say, out of newcomers that come, there's about, uh, I think that the number is close to about 20% of them that actually start their new, that start new businesses here. Oh, wow. So again, a really big sort of economic uh, impact. Um, the other point, there's so many wonderful points yeah. we could talk forever, <laughs> but I think the other one that's also really important is our international students. Mm -hmm. And so thinking of a segue coming into uh, Atlanta, Canada and in the country, but we've got world-class um, educational institutions, we've got colleges, universities, and when you see the impact that international students are having, um, and as they come and they contribute, um, what's also been wonderful to see, not only in my visits with my team across the Atlantic region, but when we interact with a lot of our international students, is that they also have the same sort of commitment to the community that we see here in Atlantic at large, which is really important. Um, for us as an organization, that newcomer piece through international students is really, really important. And it speaks to our presence on some of our campuses now. We have our on-campus locations. We have one at Memorial University in Newfoundland. And more recently, we opened one up at Dalhousie uh, here in Halifax and it's a great way for us to engage with students um, to help them on their journey as they come to Canada. Often the first thing that they do um, is they need to set up a bank account whether they're mm. students or whether they're um, they're new they're you know broader newcomer category um, but we see it as our role to help them navigate not only the banking system and making sure that they have financial advice throughout their journey mm. um, but also to make sure that we're helping them connect with some of our great immigration settlement organizations we think of ISANS and Halifax mm -hmm. Uh, we've got the Associ Association for Newcomers in Newfoundland and similar organizations across the, the region, uh, the Atlantic region. It's really important for us to be um, in a place where we're helping to make those connections. When you meet and speak to uh, newcomers that maybe are working at RBC or are students that you, you know, cross paths with um, through your work with RBC, do they ever express to you any challenges with their own journey and, and do you have any advice for, for maybe a newcomer or, or someone even just moving to the East Coast, you know, from Ontario? Yeah, I think what, what I hear most often uh, early days, and it's probably not dissimilar to, to our journey to Atlanta, Canada or my parents' journey to you know, whether it was the US or to Canada, I think it's that sense of community and that sense of belonging is what you hear. Mm -hmm. And so early days, you know, the, the focus always tends to be like getting settled, getting, you know, some of the basics in place, whether it's health cards, driver's license, banking accounts. Um, but as you sort of start to drift off of that or, or you sort of, you know, feel that you've got those things in a good place, the community aspect, I think, is what people really um, really, what really what they look for, and frankly, what they miss, because most often you're coming from a place where you're leaving friends, family, community yeah. behind. Um, what we, what I think is so important, and it you know ties back a little bit to my learnings when I grew up, was the importance of creating um, a space of belonging. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's it's really important that we help people 
feel like they belong when they come and they're experiencing, you know, kind of a, a, a life transition. Um, and that's when it comes back to really enforcing the value of getting immersed in the community. The best way that you can get that sense of belonging is by getting involved, reaching out. And so making those connecting points uh, from an organizational perspective, but also from a personal perspective and how we can give back uh, individually, I think that's really important. So uh, what's been your favorite experience, I guess, as uh, now being part of the community in Atlantic Canada? Is there a specific memory you have of a, you know, a trip you've taken with your family or you know, someone you've met, any, anything that stands out? Oh, there's so many things <laughs> I have a hard time starting. So, I mean, I, you know, maybe I start with um, uh, work because that was kind of first day you landed well, you're fully if immersed. you were in COVID times yeah. right I mean what yeah. else are you going to do <laughs> yeah absolutely um, and I'll say what stands out about work and the colleagues that we have at RBC and the team that I have is just um, it's amazing I feel like I have the best team in the country and I'm sure my colleagues would say the same but um, but that Atlantic culture um, really exists through and through and uh, so I think you know from the day that I landed here the day that I arrived uh, felt very welcomed um, from a family perspective, we've been able to create so many great memories. Uh, one of the first things that we did when we were together at the end of last summer is uh, go to Cape Breton and we did the Cabot Trail. Now the weather wasn't yes. great, yeah. but I like to tell the story that it took us, I think, um, six hours to travel from Shetty Camp to Sydney, and that's because we couldn't stop. We couldn't stop stopping. Like yeah. every five minutes, it was like, "Oh, this is beautiful. Let's stop and take a picture." So, yeah. um, and uh, we did a whale watching tour. And at first, uh, the family wasn't terribly excited about getting on the Zodiac. And yes. uh, I said, "Not only are we going to do it, we're going to take our little dog." So uh, it was quite the adventure. Oh um, and uh, but it was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, so that we've been trying to explore as much, and we've got lots of plans lined up for this summer to continue to explore. Uh, Atlantic Canada. Oh, excellent. And, yeah. and I mean, you've traveled around Atlantic Canada uh, for work. I, I mean, have. it's, it's I, I feel like, especially with Cape Breton, uh, y like you said, you can't stop stopping. Yeah. There's that breathtaking, you know, every corner is something new to experience. And I think that kind of explains the East Coast in general. There's always something happening or, you know, something to see, which is really nice. And, and to experience that with your family and, and you know, to feel welcomed is, is really nice. It must feel really good. It feels amazing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it takes us back to the comment about community. Mm -hmm. um, the communities are so unique. And, mm -hmm. you know, I heard that. And I heard that, you know, if you, you go to, you know, you go to Newfoundland and the communities will be very different than what you experience in New Brunswick versus, uh, versus Nova Scotia. And that actually gets even more diverse as you travel kind of from town to town to town and uh, it's been amazing um, it's really been interesting to see how different how unique the cultures are but at the same sense I think the the one piece that's so consistent no matter where you go is that sense of community and uh, I've been you know to, as I mentioned to our you know over a hundred branches in Atlanta Canada um, and it's been amazing we didn't have a lot of time it was COVID we wanted to make sure that people were safe mm -hmm. so we're sort of in and out of branches but we certainly had an opportunity to drive across all the communities and uh, it's phenomenal. There's just so much to see. And in those communities, you see opportunity for growth. Absolutely. You know, whether it's a, a, a population yeah. or welcoming, you know, <clears throat> new Canadians, newcomers to those communities, and you do get to experience how welcoming yeah. they are. And um, you know, what I've I've loved uh, is seeing even just Halifax. You yeah. know, it is the big city, I guess, in, in Atlantic Canada. But you see how it's growing and how it's different, and it's really nice as a person that has grown up here yeah. um you see like the community is changing and it's it's really awesome there's really just only one word to describe how awesome it is and i guess uh when we look at the future uh for you personally what do you see for your future here as a, a you know a resident of atlanta canada 
Uh, I would describe it as um, it's exciting. Like I think the future is really, really bright. Um, you know, and it's kind of a it's a reflection of a lot of the travels that I've been able to to do. And and that like comes back to a lot of the comments that you made around. You go to all these different communities, and it's amazing to see. Um, the growth, you know, in some communities you see business growth, not so much in others, but there's certainly that aspect. Um, and then when you think about the impact of newcomers, I mean, you see diversity in a different way that I don't think, to your point, um, has been uh, has been the way that it's looked maybe in the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. In fact, one of the one of the interesting things that I found was um, how large and vibrant the East Indian community is in Halifax. Mm -hmm. I never would have, um, you know, I never would have guessed that um, not having been here. Um, sort of in that last, you know, three to five uh, years on a more sort of, you know, basis where you can actually be out and about. Um, but I think it's really, really exciting. I think it's exciting for us as residents and us uh, in the b business community. I also think it's really exciting for newcomers. Um, again, it comes back to what we're seeing and the way that we're seeing um, the communities evolve. I think it's a great opportunity on many dimensions. The things that I'm seeing and the things that my family has enjoyed and benefited from, I think are certainly great things that uh, other newcomers can look forward to. And what about the future for RBC in Atlantic Canada? And and I guess not only just being in Atlantic Canada, yeah. but when it comes to immigration, yeah. what's what's the future looking like for RBC? You know what, the future is, uh, it's, it's looking really positive. Um, you know, we touched earlier a little bit about the impact that newcomers have when we thought, think about economic and business growth. And from a business perspective, it really is important. Um, when we think about the contributions that newcomers uh, bring and give, um, you know, one of the things that we've sort of uh, kicked off in Atlantic is our newcomer strategy. And when we think about um, a newcomer strategy, it's not just business focused, it really is focused around um, how do we make sure that we're sort of embracing newcomers, but thinking about them from a employee perspective. We talked a little bit about talent and international mm -hmm. students. Uh, how are we thinking about them from a um, client perspective? Uh, and then also how are we thinking about it from a community perspective? So we, um, you know, we, we give back through our foundation um, as well as locally to uh, a lot of organizations here. And how do we make sure that we are um, aligning uh, the impact from that perspective, but also how we're giving back to the community in terms of volunteer hours and sort of really wrapping that to make sure that as we think about newcomers, that we're really thinking about them sort of full 360. And that's a really great point too, that RBC continues to be involved with most inspiring immigrants in Atlanta, Canada. And of course, nominations are open for the 2023 gala, which is really exciting here in Halifax. So uh, how, how excited is RBC? We are exceptionally excited. And uh, as I mentioned, I think earlier, um, I had the privilege of sitting on the advisory board for last year. And I tell you, I was just, the stories were just unbelievable that came across. Um, you know, when you think about the power of determination to carve new paths in uh, kind of uncharted territory for these individuals who've, making, who've made the leap to leave their, their country, their family and their friends. Um, the stories of resiliency, um, and how they dealt with adversity. And I think the biggest piece that I take away is how inspiring some of their stories are. And, it, and that really is what, that, uh, what, what the Most Inspiring Immigrants Awards are about. So I'm super excited about that. Looking forward to RBC's continued uh, involvement. And I'll have to say one other thing. Uh, we're really hoping to see many nominations from across the region as we did last year. Um, but that task was challenging as an advisory board. And it just speaks to the points that I made around the individual journeys that these people have had 
Um, but what they've been able to do, and, and such a common thread across so many of them was that community piece that we talked about. How are they immersing themselves in the community? How are they giving back to the community? But also, how are they creating a sense of community um, is really wonderful. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing all those nominations. I know it's going to be a really difficult uh, task, as it was last year, but uh, that's only because there's so many incredible stories out there for us to be to hear and to share. Yeah, and I always kind of go back to your dad, right? Of yeah. Eight dollars in his pocket, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about resiliency and carving a path. I mean, from San Francisco up to Ontario, I yep. mean, that was a path that was <laughs> that was carved out. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, your father and and even yourself as a second generation uh, Canadian. I mean, inspiring on your own. So, thank you so much for sharing your story. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much, Vanita, and thank you to everyone who joined us for this episode of Our Guest Is. We'll be back in two weeks, joined by another very special guest. If you don't want to miss an episode, make sure you subscribe. You can find us on MyEastCoastExperience.com, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and YouTube. And don't forget, you can follow My East Coast Experience on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks again, and we hope to see you for our next episode.